So it's talk fit time. I'm charged up, not because my bank account is up, because I did get my stimulus check, but I'm charged up because um, I've been doing a lot of proactive things. I've been reading instead of watching TV. I've been running instead of chilling. I've been meditating instead of like letting my thoughts go anywhere else. So I've really been doing, taking a proactive approach in everything. Um, instead of sharing like funny videos, I try to share more of my content more. Um, so I have been taking a, the proactive approach with everything. And then I've also been adapting to the fact that if you cannot control something, you cannot let it control you. If you can't control it, you can't find a way to deal with it, let it go. Just let it go. So I've really been in that mind state. Like I've been in a state of mind where like, if I can't control, if I can't control it, then it is what it is. That's exactly how I've been. If I can control it, then I'm gonna make it better. I'm gonna be optimistic in everything that I do. And I've really been living up to that. Like I've been really living with the fact that like, yo, sometimes you can't control how a person think. You can't control their mannerisms. You can't control their way of life. Like you can tell them and you can try to control them, but it's no point. It ain't. Like just let them do them. Let them think how they're going to think and just move forward. If it's not conducive for your lifestyle, let it go. Let them people go. Let them people go and breathe and just... So I've been living like that. Like, I've really been living like that. I... Listen, I have been so at peace. I feel like my skin is changing. Like, my skin is changing for the better. Like, I haven't put on makeup. Like, I haven't put on makeup much this year anyway. But my skin just feels softer. The air that I breathe in just... It just taste a little sweeter to me like everything is better that I'm knowing that if I can't control it it's a no-go like I'm straight like I'm not gonna worry about it I'm not gonna tense up I haven't been tensed all week this is the first week I can honestly say that I've been like mm, sorry to be you can't control it if it's the past it's done and over with next chapter has already started like mm, but I've really been trying to get everyone around me to think on this level, like to think on the level that I'm shifting to, to think that like, you know what, instead of worrying about something that may not happen or worrying about something that's going on right now that you can't change, how can you be proactive in the way that you're thinking? What can you do to make it better? Can you do anything to make it better? Will it make a difference if you try to do something? Will it actually make a difference? Like I've been really thinking on that level and it's just been causing me to really be more relaxed, more zenful. And you know, I can't say that it's just all me because meditation has been doing its thing in my life. And this book has been helping me and praying has been helping me. And it's just caused me to say like, listen, I can't tell nobody else to do their job. I can't keep on telling people to stay in their lane and mind their business because if they don't catch on, they're gonna be the same people that's in the same place years to come. So I just need to go ahead and be proactive and just get the message out there. If they take it, they take it. If they don't, they don't. And I've really been in the mindset of like, listen, if you can't get through to the people that's around you, you go ahead and deal with the people that ain't around you. Ain't that what Jesus did in the Bible? Didn't he like it when his people shunned him and didn't wanna mess with him? He was like, oh, okay, it's cool. I go mess with the other people that wanna mess with me. And I just been that way about life. 
everything has just been peaceful <laughs> okay so it's time for the show that was my little message about this week guys my face feels slimmer because i've been running i've been getting it in every day except for today because my leg is messed up <laughs> i'm gonna put some ice on it but time to tap into the show guess what y'all guess what i got back again wait a minute i'm gonna just let y'all in on this Soundboard's back. What? Tell a friend. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I got my soundboard back. I got it back. And you know what? I'm excited because it was like without the soundboard to me, it's like, you know how dramatic I am? And sometimes y'all can't see me because I do random podcasts. So I can't be as dramatic. So that's what the soundboard is back. Like, it's for. So I'm so excited. Like, without the soundboard, this is how I felt on the inside. And I know people are listening to it like, oh my God, she got that freaking soundboard back. But you know what? It's okay. Who let you back in the house? Because I let this back in my life and I found it again. And I was like, oh my God, I got my soundboard back. This is amazing. And I know some of y'all was like, she do a soundboard every few seconds. But oh well, because I love it. And now you got to deal with it because I found my soundboard again. Oh man, not again. Oh yes, again. We're back at it with the shenanigans. Now it's time for me to start talking about my book. And y'all know when I talk about my book, that means it's some wisdom that's coming your way. So guess what? You're going to learn today. Yes, you will. So, okay. I'm reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? And, you know, every five or six chapters, I want to give y'all a synopsis of basically what I'm learning so that you don't have to sit and read the 500 pages, even though I would highly recommend it because it's great. Um, I think that I am in like a shift right now where I'm doing a lot of changes because I'm kind of changing my perspective and I'm seeing things a lot different. In the book, they call it a shift, a rescripting. Some people will call it a paradigm shift. Some people will call it a switch up, a change up, and some people will call it growth. Um, but for me, this book has been amazing. Um, right now, in the book, um, one thing that I have been thinking about because... Uh, because of the habit, I'm on habit two. Um, each habit is like broken down like in probably about like five or six. Well, I want to say about, yeah, about 10 chapters almost. And basically, it breaks everything down from personality traits, from um, your environment, your conditioning, your conditions, um, the way that your brain works. breaks everything down. So I love it. Um, and habit two, and basically what it talks about is... Whenever you're starting to do anything, whenever you do anything, be proactive. Proactive people usually starts with the end in mind. And how to explain that is, um, they gave a great example. Um, when the chapter first started, it said, you know, let's say you're on your way to a funeral. And me, I hate funerals. So I was like, okay, let's say I'm not on my way to a funeral because I don't do funerals. But, you know, I kept reading and it said, you get to this funeral, you walk in, you see loved ones that you know, you see family members and everything like that. And then you walk to the casket and you see yourself in the casket. And it tells you to keep an open mind. Everything, God forbid, this happened. But let's say you go to your own funeral. If you were to die tomorrow, next week or something like that, and each person from like the different groups in your life had to speak about you, like immediate family, 
friends, colleagues, um, church members, you know, any group that you're actually affiliated with had to go up there and speak about you. What exactly do you think that they would say? And this is just being honest. Like, what do you think the people would actually say about you? Then also, what do you think the eulogy would be about you, about what you've done in life, what your, your, your values was? Imagine it's being something that was set up in the next week. Imagine yourself right now, no matter your age, um, no matter your health, because it doesn't matter. This corona thing showed us that it doesn't matter if you're five years old to 95 years old. We've seen this week, especially in Michigan, where a 95-year-old was able to get out of the hospital and was able to beat coronavirus. And we've also seen this week a five-year-old that did not beat coronavirus. So I think that this is very important. This is not to scare you, but it's just to get you in the mindset of once this is over, what you need to do to get to your next big or great accomplishment in life. But it made me think about this. Like, if I had to get a, somebody has to do my eulogy, would I be comfortable with them just only saying like, you know, you know, Mika had a job. She worked downtown. Um, she also had a podcast that she was doing. Um, she had a clothing line she was on. You know, it kind of sound good, but for where I want to go in life, that don't sound good enough for me. You know what I'm saying? Put yourself in your shoes. Would you be comfortable with your eulogy saying where you work right now? what you're doing right now, and how you treat people on a daily basis. If people had to be honest about you, would they just only say that you were a loving person? Or would a lot of people have to literally maybe kind of soften things up and make it seem like you're a lot nicer than what you really are? Would people have to soften things up and um, try not to say how your attitude was most of the time, how your temper was most of the time? Well, most people have to say that, you know, you were a positive person, even though you were negative most of the time, not to bring out all your negative attributes about yourself, but like, to be honest, I was honest with myself. I'm like, you know, they might would have to, they would probably have to make a joke about sometimes I'm a little bit hot headed that I was, you know, a little bit more willing to fight than what I had to do, you know? Um, maybe people would have to say like, yeah, she liked her space. <laughs> you know, like the aqua lab, they might have to do that. And when I think about what my eulogy would be, when I think about what different people would have to say about me, like, yes, I have no problem at all with people saying that I'm a nice person. But at the same time, I don't want people to have the ability to say that I was emotionally, like everything affected me emotionally. Like if somebody looked at me the wrong way, I, I will be, you know, affected by that. I don't want, you know, that to be in people's memories of me. So, you know what? In this book, that part right there made me realize and think like, you know, if I don't want people to have a certain perception of me, if I don't want people to have to lie at my funeral, if I want certain things to be said at my funeral, that means that I have to work harder every single day to ensure that the things that I want done and said about me will be done and said about me it's not necessarily about what people say about you it's just about your finished work so it really made me realize that that really is a good idea like when you're about to start something when you start something think about your end goal you know a great example of this would be like when a person when you want to build a house from the ground up you don't just be like all right let's just get to building and we're just gonna see where we end off at we're just gonna see no you start with the end in mind. You start, okay, like, all right, so I want a house. I do want a basement. 
I do want a second floor. Do I want my living room to be sunken in? Hmm. Maybe I should kind of draw this out. Maybe I should get some some paper and kind of draw out a blueprint. How many rooms do I want? How many bathrooms do I want? Do I need a living room, a family room? Like, should I be preparing, you know, for kids or anything like that? That's the type of mindset that I have already. You know, I plan ahead of things. But it's a great example to give somebody that, like, even though the the funeral example might freak you out, but it's a great example to say, like, whenever you're getting ready to do something or whenever you want to do something, think about your end goal. Your end goal, my end goal is this. If I want to build a house, my end goal is to know how many bedrooms I want, how I want my ceilings. Do I want a high ceiling? How do I want my window? Do I want bay windows? Like, you have to be specific of how you want your end goal to actually look. You have to visualize it. You have to be creative, you know. And that this chapter has really brought that out of me to know that, like, Whenever you start something, make sure you can visualize it. Make sure you can see it. Like, you have to really be able to see something just so that you know that you don't waste your time. Let's say a person just go in and be like, all right, I'm going to start building stuff. Maybe you might buy too much material. Maybe you might measure stuff wrong and then end up getting the wrong material and then have to buy more important, putting more money into it. I don't know how it is to buy a house, but I know that measurements is a big thing. And if you measure something wrong and you get something wrong, I don't want my house to be squeaking. I don't want to be walking up the steps and falling in the basement. You feel me? So this really made me analyze that, like, you know, I have a hoodie business, right? And with my hoodie business, I did. I wrote down, like, you know, I wrote down my design. I drew it out. I knew how I wanted my design. But you know what I didn't picture? I didn't picture the matrix of everything i didn't picture the actual me having to actually make it by myself like i didn't picture the time that it would take me like you know when i get an order having to do it and also working and being gone from home 10 hours a day and then knowing that the hoodies itself almost almost is like an hour each i didn't think about the marketing of it i would have to spend more time marketing and advertising for it online like it's a lot to go with it like, I didn't think about, like, you know, when I had the end result, what else do I need? Like, what else do I need to think about? What strategies do I need to think about? So, this chapter really brought that out to me. And I know it's a lot of information, but I want people to really think about that. Like, what is your end goal? Think about the, what you want to be in the end in the beginning. So that when you start something, you already have your own direction. And that's kind of where... I'm starting to go with everything is, is to make sure that I can visualize it, make sure I can see it. Because if I can see it, then I can start thinking about everything else that I'm going to need with it. And then I can already start putting together, just like an experiment, putting together my list. Like if you was ever like in an experiment in school, you'll first have your hypothesis of how you think it's going to go and what you think is going to happen and everything. And then you'll have your ingredients or depending on how you, how your science project was, um, you'll have your list of tools and things that you actually need. This is the same thing, but you'll be doing this either in your head or you just write it down. So it can save you time and it gives you direction. That's the point of this whole chapter is to make sure that you have your direction. Like you have your map of, all right, so my end goal, the treasure is all the way over here to my right. And to get all the way over here to my right, 
I know that I'm probably going to have to do this, this, I'm going to have to learn this, I'm going to have to learn that. So keep that in mind. Like, that's what this chapter is teaching me. That's what it's showing me. And then it's also showing me that, you know, sometimes it's better to just kind of, before you kind of be spontaneous and just start doing it, think a second. Think on it a second. Think what you want your end result to be. And then also in life, if you want to be known as a good person or something like that, think about that. Like, don't be so hot-headed. That's what I'm learning in this. Like, I'm going to stop being as hot-headed. I'm going to stop being so reactive to what people say and do around me. Because if I can't control what somebody else say, it doesn't even matter. It ain't even my my business. I'm learning how to stay in my place, period. Stay in my place. And that's what other people need to learn how to do. But um, <laughs> this is what it's teaching me, y'all. This is a great chapter. Um, hopefully, that's something that you guys can think about. And maybe you can write down some things. And you could think about the example of the funeral yourself. And you can think about, like... How do you want people to to view you? How do you want people to think about you? What do you want your end goal to be? What do you want your achievements to say? Like, this person has done this, 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 and this. What do you want in the end? What's your goal? Is it just love? Or is it uh, empire for your next generations to come? Is it to be able to help this many people in the world? Is it to be able to make the world a better place? Like, you have the choice to... Make your eulogy whatever you want it to be. But you have to work day to day on it. You never know if you miss a day. Somebody might go up there and this. You know what? Such and such was an asshole. I'm sorry. You know, but they was nice. They was really nice. You know, so. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm learning, y'all. I'm really learning that. It's amazing to me um, how much this book is helping me develop my thoughts and get things together. So. That was my um, summary of what's been happening in the last six chapters. So thank you for keeping or being caught up with me.